Konnichiwa. And how do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we are talking about the return of Asano Yama yes. into the pro sumo mix. Because, you know, if you just started watching sumo in the last year, you're going to be like, who's who's Asano Yama? Right. I haven't and seen why is him everybody before? like making a deal about him? Yeah, so Leslie's going to talk about that, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Cowboy Cup, which I was lucky enough to commentate at over the weekend. So yes. that's what you got ahead of you. But first, news flash. All right. Well, the pictures are in. Nishonoseki has had his first practice at his brand spanking new stable, and it does look beautiful. He did look like he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and jeans and Crocs. I noticed that. And I was like, I kind of love that style. You just see a Yokozuna for so many years in his robes, and then you see him in a Hawaiian shirt, and you're like, yeah, I like and this he look. Wears, and he wears Crocs. Yeah, they they weren't, like, exactly Crocs, but they croc were, like, knocks they off. were Croc-adjacent. Croc croc-adjacent, yeah. Croc-curious. <laughs> anyway, but he looked happy, and, you know, the, the doyos that he has two practice rings, you know, two practice doyos, and he was saying that it's really um, efficient, because in one doyo, he can kind of keep his eye on both, but one, he can be doing exercises with some of the other guys, younger guys, maybe doing more training exercises on the, in the other ring, he can actually watch bouts happening. So, you know, I'm interested to see how quickly his stable comes together, mm -hmm. you know, all these young wrestlers, but with being able to maximize the amount of training you can get in a two or three hour morning session, you know, it's going to be interesting. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe that extra doyo does nothing. Maybe they learn more from watching the other guys, but I'm interested in this. And I think you know, he's smart. They have two rings. Anyway, I liked I liked seeing that his stable's coming right along. I just thought it was a great photo. It was a yeah. good photo op. Whoever planned that out just yeah. had it perfectly with both doyos in the photo and then him in the front yeah. showing him how it's done. <laughs> yeah. Whoever their PR person is, is doing a wonderful job. That's right. I'd also like to thank the Twitter gods for whoever posted Hokuto Fuji's version of Pen, pineapple, apple, pear. It's the best thing I have ever. a pen. I have a apple. apple. I have a pen, pineapple, apple, pear. Close, uh, close. Hope to goes, Fuji does it best, though. I have a pen. I have an apple. Pen, pineapple, apple, pear. And then I was like, I think that this needs to be my new uh, ringtone. Ringtone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Hokuto Fuji saying pen, pineapple, apple, pear is like what I need in my life. Well, and to make it even better, one of our listeners sent us the song that he's actually uh -huh. singing. Oh, yeah. Did no, you watch I, that? Oh, yeah, I watched that. And then Would I was you, like, what is this? I don't this know. Like this is amazing. A Japanese John Leguizamo <laughs> singing Apple Pen. With a bad wig on. I it's love very funny. it. It's very funny. So, so thank, thank you. Thank you, Internet Gods. Well, good old Hakaho, also known as Magaki Oyakata, is busy still recruiting, and he has picked up the 2021 student Yokozuna. There's like a fun picture of him, and he brought along Ishiura with him because this little guy, he is little. And it's really interesting to see that Hakaho's like, do you know of any little guys that 
crush it in sumo because I'm going to pick him up. He seems to have a real liking for the spirit of the little man. And I love that he's bringing that into his own stable. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he or knows. Or he just enjoys that, being the big guy. <laughs> no, maybe he knows that size really does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put. Very well put. Also, some other good pictures that we saw in the mix this week. The Degeckos have continued on. Mm -hmm. So there was one awesome Degecko happened that uh, at Arashio's stable. And it had Abi. It had Wakataka Kage. It had Wakamotoharu. It had Kiribayama. It had uh, Koto Kuzan. Anyway, they were all there. And they were all coming in hot and excited. Even Abi, I think it was Abi, no, Kiribayama, one of them had to apologize for his feistiness and just how much fire he had because they are so excited to be able to go visit each other's stables and do the practice that they need to do to get ready for this tournament mm -hmm. in July. So I was really excited to see that group session. So Wakatakakage is looking really good and he's kind of on his Ozeki run. So he's wanting to turn in the numbers in July. And yeah, so, he needs to. Yeah. Even his brother was like, uh, my brother's like real hard to beat y'all. <laughs> so it's going to be, I think, a exciting and very hot Basho in Nagoya. Now, I also want to say happy birthday to my sister, who by the time this comes out, it will be Wednesday and uh, it'll, it'll be, be two, it'll be two days late, but you all can wish Laurie a happy birthday. Oh, thanks. And um, I just want to point out that Leslie thought it was two days previously. I did. So she's making up for for being two no, days wrong. Actually, I don't feel I don't feel that bad about that because it's no, it's more that okay, so we're the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. All three of us. All sisters. three of us girls. So I always in my brain in February and in June have to go, now which one is on the thirteenth and which one is on the eleventh? And some years I get it right and some years I don't. But, but it's nice to know you were thinking of me. I was prepared. Me. Yeah. I didn't have all of my present on Friday, so I should have remembered when I ordered your presents. <laughs> you had looked it up? I looked it up and then thought, okay, I've got a couple of days prior to her birthday. So like last week, I knew it was on the 13th. <laughs> this week. Just got a little stressed. This week. Let's wish her all a happy birthday oh, and thanks. more sumo in, in the future. Uh, in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you seen the picture of Asano Yama? Which one? The one at practice with the with the full beard, <laughs> like no, not, not a full the beard. one with the beard, not uh, not a full beard, but heavy, heavy scruff. No, yeah, I've not. Yeah, it kind of made me think of our episode last week about haircutting and uh -huh. this renewal, this rebirth. And he has a ton of stubble, like a mountain man. No, not like that. But like, it's not a full beard, but it's just definitely like it's some serious scruff. I'm guessing he's going to have to shave it off. He has spent the year doing yes. chores. He yes. has spent the year yeah. losing privileges. Yes. And, and as I, I will get to that. I was going to say. Let me let yeah. me do a little feature on good old Asanayama. All right. If you are clueless as to Asanoyama and who he is, he's an incredible wrestler. And I'll just say, he's going to make a comeback. But he's kind of been through it. He was a, a former Ozeki, and he fell from grace. And it all happened in this last year, about a year ago, about gonna, this time. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't that long ago, no, really. No. But if you are new, 
and mm-hmm. you haven't watched him prior to that and the momentum he had, you might join in Suma and go, why is everybody watching this guy who's in the lower ranks? It's like, well, this is the most recent man to fall from an Ozeki rank. And he's taken quite a hiatus, six Bashos, which is basically an entire year. So we've had an Ozeki who has fallen down into possibly the lower ranks of Makushida, non-paying ranks, and he fell from Ozeki status. Yeah. Now let's also say there have been other guys as of late, such as Abi, who also had a suspension, albeit it was brief. It was like only three, I think. But Abi came back almost stronger, in my opinion, and kind of with the benefit of renewed health and strength on his side. I don't think he was incredibly injured before, but Abi, in this new version of Abi post suspension, it gave him time to rest, less pressure out of like pressure in the public eye. I, I don't know what he did, but it seems like he honed his techniques. He built strength. Or with Abi, it just plain old angered him enough that when he did come back, he just came busting in with more focus and energy. So does anyone benefit from a suspension? I don't know. It seems like with Abi, it might have. But will Asanoyama do the same? Let me just break down. If you weren't aware of how he got a suspension, let me just break down how that happened. So he was an Ozeki. He was doing very well. He was kind of thought of as the next great hope for a Yokozuna. Mm -hmm. He has the size, he has the build, he had the skill, he had the momentum. And this was all during the height of COVID. He or it was reported that he had broken his quarantine. And at the time, all of the wrestlers were under really strict COVID rules. Mm -hmm. And for good reason. If you remember, this was a time of major death and despair, and people had to be on lockdown because there's not vaccines yet, you know. And Shobushi, who was one of uh, the favorite uh, Shokiri comedy, you know, sumo presenters, Mm -hmm. he passed away, you know, so from from COVID. It was time that people were taking it really seriously. But... Asano Yama had become an Ozeki, a lot of public eye. From what he looks like to me, a shy, kind of soft, kind of spoken guy, you know? I used to think so. Yeah. I'm not so sure anymore. Well, I don't know. He was out. Uh, he, he was at hostess clubs. Yes. Ten or more times. And he also was invited, actually, by his Oyakata to come out for drinks. So his Oyakata... Though, this is kind of where I look at it and I go, I don't know. Like, if if you're a young kid and you end up in this big, prestigious kind of position and your oyakata and people around you are going out or they're not necessarily minding what you do, you have so many privileges. Sometimes you can run the whole joint like Hakaho does or did. The worst part about what he did was that he lied about it. He went out with a reporter from a local paper, but he lied to the Sumo Kyokai, the, the JSA, about his whereabouts. And so much so that he had erased texts between him and the reporter he was with and came up with this whole story that he was going to seek medical treatment. I don't know why you'd bring a reporter with you, but whatever. That was the that was the lie that they came up with. When you're caught between a rock and a hard place, right. it's amazing right. what you can come up with. Right. And so... That was the lie. And he's not very good, I guess, at telling lies and didn't think it. I mean, he's going out. People are taking pictures, I'm sure. Like, how would you not? Well, I'm terrible at telling lies, too. I would come up with the worst one on the fly. Right. Oh, yeah. I was uh, getting new tennis yeah. shoes. Uh... <laughs> right. Yeah. So being that it was a time in which 
You're not supposed to go out. It's a very serious time. And by the way, a month after this whole thing went down, everyone in that stable got COVID, you know? So the the rules he was breaking, who knew what those were going to do in time? And so they came down on him and they said, you know, you're in this position. You have to be setting an example. And we're going to cut you out of the mix for an entire year. This so was pretty harsh. It was harsh, very harsh. Uh, punishment, I guess. It was the only yeah, way to say it. It was. And I think it was meant to be an example. You know, mm-hmm. don't lie to us and you're not above the rules. Mm-hmm. So he fell from Ozeki immediately. Uh, well, he basically was out of the mix. So he lost Ozeki status within two. He was down then at the, the Makauchi division, still not competing. And then he's in Jurio and probably come in at the lower ranks of Makushita. But in the last year, he has lived at the stable. He doesn't have a private room. He lives in a room with other Makushita guys. He has assumed chores and cleaning. He's been making chankonabe again. So his coach had said, and by the way, he lost 50% of his pay And his coach actually lost 20% of his pay for a few months. So he got a slap on the wrist. And he is kind of just had the rug pulled out from under him. I hope he's learned his lesson. Well, as I understand, he was pretty depressed in the beginning, too. Yeah, because he lost... Well, whenever he became Ozeki, I I kind of think of him as emotionally fragile, or at least I would be. Because his... (laughs) No, but listen, his coach, that meant a lot to him, who had said to him before he died of cancer, this was his college coach, had said... There are only a handful of guys that can become a Yokozuna, and you are one of the few. Do me proud, you know, honor me. And then he passed away. And so that was kind of like his main father figure besides his own father. And he lost his own father in 2021 as well. And that was unexpected. So while all of this happened, prior to him becoming Ozeki, he lost kind of his center And I think we saw a little bit, I mean, his record, I'll remind you of it, is pretty good. But he became an Ozeki kind of without the support system that maybe he needed. And then he lost his father, you know, and then he has, uh, he's making bad decisions. And you go, well, I wonder why he's making bad decisions. Was he just not thinking or was he struggling? And this, with all the pressures, he's just a kid who's incredible at wrestling, you know? So I do think of him as probably just fragile. I would be if I was in that position, all eyes on me and going through some, you know, some really tough things at home. But he has been knocked down. But what happens when people get knocked down? Do they come back stronger? Do they come back? I mean, with Ted and Afuji, they did, you know, he had major injuries and he came back. So a lot of people think uh, Asanoyama's 28 and they and they think, oh, goodness, by the time he could get back up to Ozeki rank, it's going to be a year and a half. So he'll be 29, possibly 30. And people, of course, think, oh, my gosh, they're so old. They're so old at 30. But I think that's plenty of time. Plenty of time. I think that he can do it. But that's assuming that he comes back guns ablazing, kind of like Abi did. So that's where we're at with Asanoyama. Let me just remind you of what his records were prior to him coming back. March 2021, 10-5. January 2021, 11-4. These are good. This is in the top division? Yeah. This is him at Ozeki rank. Oh, at Ozeki yeah. rank. And that's kind of what you're supposed to come in with. Double digits. Double digits. And he was doing it. The Basho before that, he was out with his elbow injury. And so maybe a year 
has given him some time to just not put as much pressure on that elbow. But prior to that, a little therapy, exactly little stirring, stirring of the pot. Absolutely. Yeah. Prior to that, September 10-5, July 2020, 12-3. Okay. Into his Ozeki run, this is when he had won the tournament. This is when he has all of the outstanding performance and technique prizes that he has. So at least where he was an entire year ago, he has an incredible handle on the upper ranked wrestlers. But I do think that that's kind of before Wakataka Kage made his rise up to the top, Mm -hmm. before Daisho was polished as much as Daisho has been polishing. And some of these guys like Abi, like Kiribayama, these guys have been honing their craft. So I feel he's going to come back into the scenery is going to look a little different, you know, and he's only been able to practice with one Jurio wrestler, Asana Waka, I think is his name. So he hasn't been able to practice a lot with the upper ranked guys. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it's really going to come down to. Right. Uh, Because when he disappeared, he looked really solid. He's a big, wide, solid, muscular wrestler who had really great balance and um, honestly performed, well, way better than Shodai is performing right now in the Ozeki position. Right. And Takakesho. Yeah. I mean, just looked really good. Uh, But it all depends on what that training has been like for the last year. I mean, he, if he took eight months off and said, I'm just going to do chores and play video games, then you know, he's got a lot of work to do. Right. But if he spent the time training really hard on the basics, I think, you know, it's going to be like, he's going to terrorize anybody in the division. Poor guys down in Makusha (laughs) are like, oh, geez. And then he's, yeah, and then he's going to race right back up to the top. But I think it all depends on where his mental state has been for the past year and how he's been able to work through it. I'm really interested to see what he looks like and to see how different his body is because obviously physically came back different. He yeah. was larger. Right. He had put on more muscle mass. Maybe Asanoyama's just growing out that beard. He'll kind of look like an old man. He'll look like Colton Runyon <laughs> yeah. in the ring. Yeah. That's what it'll look like. Yeah. I don't know. I have not seen that picture that you're talking about. So I'm really interested to see what sort of physical shape he is yeah. in and see how his knees and his thighs are hanging out because he yeah. was so big in the low body. Yeah. Well, and I think that that was his strength. And I don't think that's changed. He looks very Similar, similar in physique. But I think what's going to happen, he will cruise through it. He'll get to Makauchi rather quickly, as expected. But I think he'll have to get a lay of the land up there again, where he might have a few losses in Jurio and then get into Makauchi. And I think he might find himself struggling a little bit with this year off, but going up against some of these guys who have been peddled to the metal for the last year that he's missed out on. There'll be new bodies. There'll be like new things he'll have to get used to. I tell you what, he will have a great shot at winning the Basho from M17 or 16 yeah. when he finally shows up there. <laughs> full of Tokushu. Yeah, you could totally, <laughs> totally take it. Well, I am all on his side. I always have been. I do believe people make mistakes. They don't intend them to be malicious. He just was dumb. We all do dumb things. I stole a pair of bowling shoes that I never really forgiven myself for. You stole a pair of bowling shoes? Yeah, I did. And I had guilt about that for like like 10 years. Like, oh. like that was going to come back at me. I've stolen many other things, but... You have? <laughs> well, from catering. <laughs> I would steal oh. food all the time. It was going in the trash. 
<laughs> so it's not quite the same. Not quite the same. As but a pair of bowling shoes. No. they're going to miss those. And I'm sure that's never, ever happened before. <laughs> I'm sure kids have never walked away from bowling alleys wearing the Although bear shoes. Although I was a good kid and I'd been taught never to steal. So, you know. But the bowling shoes took you down. It did. And I felt guilt over that. So I'm hoping that Asanoyama feels a little guilt. But he also feels a little renewed, finds a new him, shaves the beard, mm-hmm. wakes up as the new Asanoyama, and comes back. And we just might, dare I say it, still have a hope at a Yokozuna. At least come back to Ozeki. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Well, that's cool. It's nice to be reminded of who he is and what he's gone through. And uh, it'll be fun to see his rise back up to wherever he's going exactly. to. Exactly. All right, I am going to switch gears altogether. I'm going to amateur sumo. And I'm talking about this because we are building up to a pretty big amateur sumo event, the World Games. In July, that's next month, in Birmingham, Alabama, sumo wrestlers from all over the world are coming together. They do it every four years. Except for Russia. That's right. I did read that. Yeah, (laughs) Russia will not be there. Um, But everybody else will be. And so I got invited to go commentate the first annual Cowboy Cup, which was a sumo tournament held at FitCon in Fort Worth this year, June 11th, when you thought my birthday was. Right. (laughs) Right. But I was off by two days. But they're in spirit. But some of our U.S sumo wrestling team that's going to be at the world games was coming to this event yeah. so i was really interested to see what they were going to look like you know yeah. and also this is a local tournament yeah. i often do not get a chance to go to sumo tournaments so you know i said absolutely i am going to be there and i want to give you all a taste of what it was like now we did a live stream it's four and a half hours yeah. of sumo live stream that you can watch <laughs> on youtube but what i've done is i've taken clips of the live stream and i've sort of edited it together so that you can just get a, you know a flavor a yeah. taste if you will of what that day was like now it does sound like you were at an event it's not pristine <laughs> audio but it's not terrible okay but i just want to place you smack dab in the world of sumo outside of japan because it continues to build and it's growing in a really exciting way we want to support that yeah and if you want to have a real true experience of what it's like take your computer into your sauna turn it up to 107 degrees because that is how hot it was y'all. yes yeah. So no imagine lie. all of these interviews with that Texas heat, and then you'll go, wow, these guys and gals did amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to watch pe- people push each other in the ring. It's right. another thing to watch them push and like their hands just slide <laughs> off the body because there's <laughs> so, so much sweaty. sweat. <laughs> that is truly what it was like. <laughs> So you're going to hear a lot of different voices in this audio mix, but here are some names that you might hear here and there. Bruce Henderson from the Tachi Eye blog. You might hear me, Tom Zabel, J.J. Jones, Christina Griffin-Jones, Jared Tadlock, Kamal Basira, who's a heavyweight champion who's wrestled all over the world. It was brand new to me. Nicole Burgess, Justin Kazart, Kyle Federer, Siggy Sauer. These are just some of the voices you're going to hear in this right. mix. If someone right now is watching the stream and thinking, I wonder if I should try sumo. What advice would you give them? Try it. Come out and try it. Uh, you know, pretty much everybody here would say the same thing. I saw a sumo either on TV or somebody invited me yep. or, you know, 
and I went and tried it, and then I got hooked. And I've done demonstrations at like the Asian Festival in San Antonio, yeah. and I'll get like 10 or 15 people to sign up, which is great, but then only like three or four may come to an actual practice. Yeah. And then maybe I'll get one of those that actually comes back a second time. You know, yeah, yeah. you'll find out it's, it's, it is physical, you know, it's a full contact sport. So you gotta put some energy forward. But I say, if you wanna lose weight, which it sounds kind of weird for a sumo wrestler <laughs> to lose weight. I know, but if you wanna lose weight or get in shape, actually sumo is really good. Cause we will tax your body while you're out there. So it, it is a good workout. And then, you know, I, I always kind of try to address the MMA people, yeah, uh, or even the f football, especially the linemen. Oh yeah. You know, sumo would help out tremendously with those sports, and with the MMA, if you don't want to get, you know, the broken bones and bloodied up and all that, come out to sumo because you still got the full contact. You're still, you know, like you say, getting your aggression out, and and it's just a wonderful atmosphere. Like I say, with the, with the rest of the athletes, they're just great people. We are at FitCon in Fort Worth. JJ, you came all the way here from San Diego, didn't you? I did, I did, My, yeah. my adopted hometown, I am so happy you won. That was amazing sumo. Thank you. Absolutely impressive. You uh, you had to come behind to, to take the gold. Yeah, I have this tendency of losing one and having to dig myself out of hell. It, it seems to be my 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 uh, specialty. Is that how is that how you get motivated? Is go I gotta come back? A, a little bit, except for the qualifiers. I was like, all right, I can't lose one because it's like worlds. If you lose one, you have to bank on the other person like kicking so much ass that you're deserved to come in for like a third place fighter, right? But ultimately, it's like let's go, let's go. And then when I fight somebody that's so skilled, like Justin, man, it's all about that. Like who gets the better technique? who's in the right position and you have my number. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned technique because you know what was really impressive about your matches was the Otsuke, uh, is that you were able to block Justin's grip time and time again. How do you practice that? I've been practicing, um, so I teach in, in San Diego and I get in as much as I can. Most people are coming from jiu-jitsu, judo, and wrestling. So their sumo isn't you know the most top notch, but they work hard right um, and then since I know I have fundamental details that are missing I take a trip down to LA and I train with Yama and Yama, ah. Yama gives the gold he gives yeah. the gold yeah. right I as good as I am is only because Yama is like here work this try this technique uh, you should break the grip like this and it's just details after details from such a crazy fountain of, of information and technique it's, it's wonderful so what is your plan as you approach july and you're going to meet a lot of wrestlers you have not met before well the practice is sumo 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 yeah i i teach judo and jujitsu for the next uh, basic three weeks or month i'm going to take the gi off just because that's not quite applicable okay. which will help me get in uh like that wrestling positions because most of the guys on the on the world team from around the world lightweights they're all wrestlers and then also do sumo and it, it, it mma it's a whole like mixing pot of what they do yeah. and i have to embrace that and i am a person that has a similar route so i have to embrace the fact that i can do that too and trying to bridge that gap is there sumo going to be better than mine maybe but i'm gonna work my ass off i'm gonna keep going i'm one of those dudes that's always in my head right so every time there's a tournament around i'm like man am i gonna do well 
And I've lost to Brandon Alexander twice uh, at nationals last year. So that was, I knew he was going to be tough. I knew Motaz was going to be tough. You know, it's sumo. Everybody's going to be tough. So for me, I'm just happy to go out there, take it one match at a time, string along a win, a win, a win, and eventually there was no more left to win. So so I have to compliment you on your Tachiai. Thank you. The, uh, the sort of off-speed, the sort of half-step Tachiai, um, really some brilliant stuff there. A lot, of the, a lot of your competitors, a lot of your opponents were sort of taking that second step immediately when you hit them with a the slap down as yeah, fantastic and it's, technique. That's something that I had to kind of develop for myself because I felt like every time I would do a full tachiai, full big steps, that I would find myself out of position. And I'm more of a reactionary wrestler, so having them come to me allows me to filter through the madness and get to what I'm, I know I'm good at. So excellent job keeping hips low keeping yourself, uh, your, your center balance, just absolutely right where it was supposed to be. It was fantastic form today. Thank you so much. Um, so which what was your toughest match? Um, the match with Albert right out the gate was tough. He's, he's one of the toughest dudes in our room. Uh, he hasn't even been with us for, you know, he, he's been missing for a while. So for him to just come out of the blue and just enter and then give me that tough match, it was, it was strong on him. So tell me, you're one of our local boys. I am, yeah. So tell me about the growth of Dallas Sumo Club. Have you been there since the beginning with Day Corey? Day one, yep. Okay, tell me about how long you guys have been going and where you're going to. So for us, man, uh, it started with an email chain. You know, yeah. Corey hit us up in October of 2020 and said, hey, I want to get a, I want to get a sumo team going. Yeah. And I said, absolutely. Uh, first first chance I could, I was ready to go. Um, I needed something to get me active again. I needed something to f battle my depression and to help lose some weight, get a you know better lifestyle. And sumo has absolutely done that for me. And in just a year and four months, we've gone from three guys to magazines and news interviews and you know you guys running are, tournaments, man. You guys are the cutting edge of uh, what appears to be a. Uh a big uptick in sumo. Yeah, hey, hey, and we're here for it. You know, this is—we love this thing. We're in it for the long haul. Uh, Dallas Sumo Club. We want to—we want to bring it to the public. We want to spread the love of sumo. We're trying to do it every chance that we get. Justin, man, you are the man, the myth, the, the, the legend. <laughs> the uh, old man from sumo, the top of a mountain. <laughs> the, the, when it comes to sumo in Texas, you're right there. You're the guy. How did you get started? My, my wife's from Japan, from Osaka. I started watching it with her when we went to Osaka in 2016. And then uh, I got obsessed with the pro sumos. And I got, and then I, I Googled it. I said, man, there's got to be sumo outside of Japan. And come to find out in Los Angeles, there was, you know, there was one of the biggest teams in the U.S. Right. And, uh, and I joined and uh, been doing it ever since. So what's amazing to me is how much uptake there has been in Texas for sumo. Been working hard like, because you, of this you man. have been working hard yes right you I mean, are growing you know the, corey said it best <laughs> he said he said if, if john jocks is the uh is the father of uh, of sumo he said i'm i'm the uh uh what's that guy from waco <laughs> the david koresh yeah, the david koresh of, <laughs> he said, i'm the david koresh of sumo <laughs> i've been i've been very, burning down very the house cult like in, in in my in my growth in sumo especially you know with with Corey and the Dallas team, and then uh, two guys came down from a Sambo team in uh, last year, 
um, during COVID, and they they loved it so much. They came down, trained with me on a Wednesday. They loved it so much. They just they got obsessed and now has spread it throughout their whole Sambo team. And ha like half the guys here, or a lot of the guys here, are from that Sambo team in Arlington. I got I was one of the lucky ones. I got to train under Takeshi Amitani and uh, Yamamoto Yama. So one former you know one former pro and one you know like Takeshi's like university Yokozuna yeah. like you know so I it was kind of beat into me the like real good form good sumo so uh, I was I was lucky in that sense so I, I, what I really liked about your sumo today is you were always driving from underneath you had a lot, a lot of power coming in from underneath yeah. No, from Atachi. But how much is the heat affecting? Because you seem to lose grip. People are slippery right yeah. now, aren't they? And yeah. it's 103 degrees now yeah. in, the in the shade. I, on that second one, I got a grip, but everything else was up top, and it was it was game over. I knew it. So, so it's what, a slip and slide out it was, there. Yeah. It was, it's yeah. It's just yeah. wait till the heavies are out there. It's gonna yeah, be yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a slap match. It's gonna be match. tough. <laughs> yeah. so, and my next goal is is uh, working on a youth league to be able to take oh, to wow. uh, the Hot Gold Cup. Isn't that great? That is yes. that is a huge one for me. Yeah, I got a five-year-old who wants to start doing sumo. Yes, please. He, he keeps, I mean, a, a he free ride to see Hakuho. Like, I don't know if the kids are excited, but I'm personally like a two-year-old, like a, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, like a little kid. Oh if I get to see Hakuho. I would be too. Yeah. Like, Can I be on. your personal assistant yeah. and just <laughs> yes. go with you yeah. and just like stand next to you? Look at Hakuho. That is the goal. That is 100% the goal. I think Hawaii is the only the only state in the U.S. that has brought a team to uh, to the Hakuho Cup. Yes. So I'm, we need I'm to change that. Yeah, I, no I think this Texas. is Texas. I mean, have these kids in their off football season. Yes. Cool. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and and for them to have an experience of being able to go to Japan or, you know, and, and I, they don't know who Hakuho is, but like still to, when they when they see it and see all those other countries, I think that's that's pretty amazing. And it probably is a, you know, it's a it's a life-changing event for these kids, whether they continue to do some more or not. Yes. I, you know, just seeing another country, period. Christina. Awesome. Welcome. Hey. So so just like in uh, in in the Grand Sumo, as soon as you get off the doyo, it's interview time for you. Yes. No time to compose yourself. That's no right. time to try and make yourself We like the sweat. We like the smiles. Sweat and the smiles when you put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> I, I really have to compliment you on some great sumo technique. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. You, uh, you obviously have been working very hard on this. Tell us how you got into sumo. Well, um, my husband is uh, uh, JJ, Justin Jones. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, he was going to sumo practice in LA uh, at uh, a Yama, Yama's now uh, sumo team. Um, and I would do just a part of our, our ritual over the weekend, That's right? Awesome. Uh, go get some coffee, head up to LA, and and clash with each other in, in sumo belts, sumo washies. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, do uh, my first uh, sumo match um, during one of the U.S. Opens, and uh, it was absolutely just invigorating and wonderful. Um, not only being able to compete, right, but also the community and the the, the folks, uh, they're just, they're just awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. So I've been in it for about, I think about six or seven years. So what would you say to anyone who's watching us on the stream who thinks, women in sumo, should I give it a try? What Ooh, would you tell them? Oh my God, give it a try. Did they just see how big our division was? Like, <laughs> we need more bodies. We need more ladies. We need more folks. Um, and it's uh, it, it, it's so it's so fun. Um, and you know, if you're one of those people that you learn by doing, um, every time you get in a dojo, uh, win, lose, or draw, um, you're gonna learn something and you're gonna take it with you. So I, I hope they get into it. 
So we've just hit 104 degrees. The men's heavyweight division begins now. These guys are big. These guys are strong. Paul Mitchell and Neri Manzan. Um, I sometimes joke about sumo being brutal. This is brutal. This is? Have a seat, Kamal. First of all, congratulations. Gold medalist. Nice sumo. Really big, heavy, powerful sumo. So, so you, you've actually been in combat sports for a long time. Yes. So far, with this medal, I have eight medals so far. Oh, outstanding. Yes, I'm trying. <laughs> You're I'm succeeding. Trying. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. really exciting to see a nice big Bes guy like you do sumo. Besides, um, like, I'm still 28, so I think I still have a lot to do in this career. So, so. Um, I really, one of the things I like about your sumo is you've got outstanding yeah. hand placement. Is oh. that from your judo training? Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, That's it, correct. Uh, so we've got some some big guys in Texas that train very hard. Yes. But you were surprising them because you would get right at the the, the sort of control points yes. with your hands, yes. and you'd be able to move them around. Tell me a little bit more about about your technique. Oh, uh, as I said, uh, it's all about change your mind. About you don't have to face him and take him out of the ring. There's a lot of ways, there's too, too many techniques you have to use in the sumo ring. Stop using your weight, use your balance. You have yeah. to be quick, you have to be fast, and don't think of two techniques. Before you go to the ring, think only of one. Just go ahead, focus on it, and do it. I remember we don't have time for nothing. There's just a few seconds. The Egyptian sumo. Uh, I'm so proud to say I'm made in Egypt. <laughs> I'm way proud. That's why I say it. Let me just give me a second to wear my shirt because I'm way proud of my country and I'm way proud of my flag. And that's why I'm coming here now to keep my flag always at the first place. Always at the first place. So tell me how you're training now. Are you involved with a group somewhere? Believe me or not, in New York, I live in New York. We don't have a Busat Sumo. We don't have a ring. We don't have nothing. I'm just doing my best at the gym. Like, I'm not training with no one. So you're power lifting and things like that to yes. keep in shape? Yes, yes. Beside the cardio, beside do some shadow techniques by myself, and that's it. And that's it. I don't know, it gives me a whole nother appreciation for something I already really love. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> and it's funny because when you watch it, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard. Right, yeah. You know, it just seems like, oh, you're just pushing somebody out or down. Yeah. But totally. there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, not only strength and balance, but being able to react quickly. Right. Uh, and I'm sure a whole lot more because I have actually never stepped into the ring. It's scary. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is, it, is that a big part of it? Pumping. I, uh, for me, at least, like... Just even like the intense eye contact, like right before you get off the ground, I'm like, well, it's a lot. <laughs> we got like um, special prizes, like the pros, the outstanding performance, technique, and fighting spirit. Oh, that's great! And they're really cute. Uh, Sumo Mainichi and Big Sumo Fan uh, donated some stuff, and Corey and I went to Daiso and got some stuff, and it's really cute, and I can't wait to give it out. Awesome! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I found some little. Um, Spoiler, spoiler alert, uh, macaron like plushies. No! Yes. So everyone gets, gets oh a Oh my macros. god! <laughs>
That is awesome. Okay, if you don't watch Pro Sumo, there's a big, huge macaron that is given to the winner. So that is just the best thing I've ever heard. I gotta wonder how much uh, how much Jared has in the tank right now. I know. Right, because how much any of them have? I mean, this really is. It's a test of stamina and ability brutal. to withstand heat, and it's that's really brutal. yeah, that's what this is going to come down to. Stamina. What's about to happen? Oh, is this the is this the Cowboy Cup itself, oh. ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> the Cowboy Cup. Now, maybe one day, we can get a scaled-up version of this after we open the Texas Embassy in Tokyo, <laughs> and the ambassador from Texas can step onto the Kokugi Kondoyo yeah. yes. and hand it over to whoever takes the U show. It would have to be substantially larger though. Yes. It would have to be about 10 times this size. Yes. But I do love their, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but it actually has a cowboy and a cowboy hat So on a bronking pony. You know, these trophies are nice, but they also come with a prize. Yes. So the eventual Cowboy Cup that's awarded once Texas opens its embassy in Tokyo. Yes, yes, yes. Does it come with what? A lifetime supply of barbecue? I think it would have to come with some sort of beef. I mean, you'd a side of beef? Well, no, there's already a beef thing, right? There is somebody who already provides right? so a lot of beef. Kobe beef, I think. Yeah, it is. And yeah. So, what else? It comes with an absolute mandatory requirement of a Jungyo in the United States. Oh my God! That would the be stop the in best. Texas. That would be the best. Right? We they they can do Hawaii because we all know that Hawaii is a great place to go if you live in Japan. It's a great yes. vacation spot. But then come to the West Coast. Come to Texas. Come to Middle America. And Dallas go, and Austin. And go to New York. In New York, you and maybe need, Washington yeah. D.C. That would right? be amazing. Right, because there was a doyo Erie at the that was supposed to be at the White House really? when Roosevelt was president. That's right. Wow. Kyle, congratulations. That was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So what was that, 15, 17 matches for you total today or more? Honestly, I've gotten hit in the head a lot. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll the, probably uh, count them up on the, tonight on the, when I get back, but the, I have no idea. The, the endurance in this level of heat is absolutely incredible. Do you do anything to work on your endurance, or you just naturally? Um, oh, yeah, every day. So uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm from uh, Colorado. Uh, I live at 6,800 feet above Oh, my goodness. Level. So this much oxygen must seem overwhelming. It's like, huh, I don't even need to breathe. Well, it is <laughs> kind of like that. But then on the other, opposite side, I'm in the middle of a desert. It's 7% humidity at home. And I yeah. go back down here and it's like 80, 90. And I'm just sweating, just losing every drop Welcome of Welcome to Texas, <laughs> sir. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> Neither do We're we. We're not either. sure either. I just got to ask, is there a move that you couldn't use today that you wanted to? I attempted to go for an overarm uh, throw by, and it just didn't work. <laughs> I've been practicing it, and it just did not work. So, out, how big so. of a factor is the fact that everyone's just super sweaty out here? Um, it's huge. Luckily, I like wrestling on the belt, so it's not as big for me. And I'm used to wrestling in a very high stress, high heat environment. However, it's still after five, six matches, it gets brutal. Like you can't grab anything, and you can't control the wrist. You can't do anything. It's just go in and fight. All right, thanks, man. Take care. Have a good one. We love you all. Thank you guys for watching. Hockey, y'all. I think that does all. it for us today. Thank you, uh, sumo fans across the internet, for watching the first Cowboy Cup. Take care. Bye. Wow. That's crazy. And all of this was put on by Corey Morrison of the Dallas Sumo Club. Yes. And what an event. I, I watched the video, and unfortunately, I couldn't make it.
But I just thought this was so well done. It seemed to be like with everyone watching at FitCon that there were a lot of sumo fans that were born that day by people Mm -hmm. stopping by and taking a look at this awesome sport. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone coming together and creating a really awesome experience. Yeah. It takes a lot of people to put an event like that on. And it was really exciting to see it at such a large outdoor event as well. I mean, thousands of people walked through that event because there were strongman competitions. Yeah. There were <laughs> knights jousting in full armor next door. Now that's there a were... hot afternoon. Oh my God. <laughs> Metal? You have no idea. 107? Yes. Yes. Oh there was axe throwing. There were like aerobics. They were like uber, like the most fit people you've ever seen in your life. Thousands of them walking around trying power aids and monster drinks and like checking out all of these crazy. That would be like sports. my most insecure afternoon ever is just walking amongst that, going to the food court and being like, oh, I'll felt, make the smartest choice I can yeah, possibly. Yeah, here. I felt very, very underdeveloped as I walked around. I was like, I feel like I should be, I should be wearing. Uh, like a workout bra and my <laughs> triceps should be four times the size that they really are. It was a, lar- a lot of large, well-muscled people there. Yeah. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed that. And I guess we'll see you next week. That's right. Until then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Bye. Ciao, mata. Mm-hmm.